0: You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission.
1: You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at MutinyInfoCafe.com.
0: Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime.
2: Hey, hey, hey. Test 1-2. Hey, 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 hey. This is Microphone 1. Microphone 1. Hey! Microphone 1. Microphone 1. Microphone 2. Put
0: this. this, cool. this awesome. Let's... Let's uh... Hey, hey, hey,
2: hey. Hey, 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 hey. You're testing out the new mic. You hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. That's a very good goal. That's a very good goal. Yeah. Hey! Hi! We're on the podcast now. We are on the podcast now. And it's episode number 10. We made double it! Double digits! digits. Double digits! Dude. It's about fucking time. And to celebrate double digits, we actually, like, like, got an actual piece of equipment. From our producer, Johnny Skibbs. Yeah, Johnny Skibbs gave us these, like, mics on a splitter, so if it sounds amazingly better today. If,
1: if you can hear me today.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they're lavalier mics. They work pretty well. Hold on, let's... Let's... Hold on. What are you doing? I'm just dropping the level down a little bit. On who? Oh, wait. Oh. You see how it's peaking?
1: Yeah. We'll let John worry about that one. <laughs> Mr. Skibbs. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, yeah. If it's peaking out, turn it off. Yeah, hold on. Okay, so we're back. on. All right. Okay. All right. All right, enough of the bullshit. Yeah, we're, we're, fig- right. we're figuring things out. But we're... Episode number ten of Episode the motherfucking podcast. Number
2: ten. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast. I can't believe it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Make sure to uh, like, review, rate, subscribe, all the stuff that you do, and uh, the, the reviews really do help a lot. So uh, thanks for that. Those of you who <laughs> glowing doing that. reviews Very so good. far. So far, a guy on the street told me. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. So I guess you could say we're we're going straight to the top of the charts with uh with our very popular podcasting show.
1: That's right. So this week, Aaron, there's something I've been wanting to ask you about and you keep saying, Well, I'm gonna tell you about it on Monday. Okay, well, well it's I'm... Monday and I know that uh, the work you do at Nug Nation, Bong
2: Burgundy. Did an interview with Afro Man, is that right? Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) Afro Man. So, we haven't really talked about this on the podcast yet. But one of my side gigs, and uh, hopefully, very soon, fingers crossed, um, hopefully it'll be my uh, full-time gig very soon, is I do uh, writing and voiceover work for a stop-motion animation series called The Nug Nation. Um, if you go to the NugNation.com or you can search it on YouTube, all sorts of stuff. Basically, it's their anthropomorphic stop motion nugs of weed that get into little adventures and stuff. Yeah. It's like Mr. Potato Head, but made of weed. And they don't have arms, which, uh, which I've already started referencing and making jokes about in like, scripts that I've written and stuff like that. <laughs> but uh, oh, You get to interview Ephraiman. But okay, so one of the things I get to do on the show is we do this segment called Potty Talk with Bong Burgundy. And Bong Burgundy is you guessed it, a fucking nug of weed based on Ron Burgundy. Every other character on the show is based on a strain of weed except Bong Burgundy. Yeah. So I'm hoping that a strain gets made after Bong and Burgundy.
1: And you barely do a voice to make his voice happen.
2: Oh yeah. I'm just like, hello, this is Bong Burgundy. Today we've got da 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 da. And I just it's make... h- it's hard for me to watch
1: that thing and not picture your stupid face on that of <laughs> weed because
2: it's how, it's just you, you know? Like Well, that's the good thing about it is most of the people who listen to or who watch stuff from the Nug Nation are separate from Very separate, the people yeah. that are like into our band and yeah. stuff like that. Totally different audiences. Yeah, you know?
1: and, it, and it makes sense, but just personally, just on a personal level for me, it's just like, shut up. There. Right,
2: if they <laughs> if they knew me, they wouldn't be able to buy the Bong Burgundy. Right, right. So, okay, so Bong Burgundy gets to interview various celebrities, and I've done a handful of these now. My favorite
1: was Redman.
2: Redman, Redman. Redman was yeah. the first one we did. Uh, <laughs> he said, Redman. He said, yeah, that's how you white folks say it. <laughs> yeah, he, was like, he was like, yeah, white, white folks say Redman. Uh no, dude Doc was cool, man. Yeah, he was, that was a very cool. Super nice guy. Um and with a lot of these uh, so far I've only interviewed rappers and some of these rappers what I've noticed is like a lot of them like have this character that just comes on. You know what I mean? When you turn on the fucking when you turn on the cameras and you turn on the recording. Yeah. And you, Red, you don't you don't know what that's like at all. No, I don't know what that's like <laughs> at all. <laughs> but Red Man, you know, he was super mellow, super cool, super chill dude. And then as soon as the mics went on, he's just like, yo, 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 this is Doc. <laughs> just like doing his song and dance. You know what I mean? And then uh, this week I got to interview Afro man. Yeah. And I swear to God, like he travels by himself. He flew in, he walks in, he, he's wearing a pimp coat. And a fucking cane, like that looks like a cobra. Like it, it might have right. been a real cobra, but it was a cobra. At one point, fucking, it was a cobra. It was a cobra cane, and he's got all the jewelry and the gold and stuff like that. And he had asked, like you know, Mikey, the 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 one of the creators of Nug Nation. Um, he had asked uh, afro man if he needed anything by the way i got to call him fro which i thought was really cool i was
1: going to say does everybody refer to him as
2: afro man or do they refer to him that's as real man? that's one of the first things i asked him when he walked in is i was like i was like hey man so do i call you afro man do i call you joseph like do, do i call I you afro or what or afro and he goes he goes so around friends he's like you can call me fro He's like, but, like, if we're at, you know, Walmart or something like that and I don't want to get harassed and I don't want you yelling out my name, then I would be like, you know, call me Joseph. You know what I mean? So, he doesn't want to be called out by his name in public where he might necessarily be getting, you know, mobbed by people. Sure, sure. Um, Mobbed by people. Yeah. So, um, but he does, which he does. Like, in in Mississippi, he's a fucking legend in Mississippi. You know what I mean? Like, because he... More or less got his start in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Like he moved around kind of a lot. But um I would have guessed Palmdale. But uh yeah, so he's got he's got a long story. Like I dude, I spent an entire day just researching him and writing jokes, you know what I mean? So um so yeah, so like he, the one thing that he asked for is he asked for some apples, some oranges, and some Popeye's chicken. Oh, so up. he came to the Nug Nation. We had a bowl of fruit, and we just had boxes and boxes of chicken. <laughs> boxes and boxes. Yeah, dude. And we're just hanging out. We're joking. We're we're chatting it up. We're having a good time, and uh, and eating chicken. And like I fucking see a drumstick. I'm like, oh a drumstick. And I go for it and I take it. And he's like, he's like, man, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to watch this motherfucker. He's taking the drumsticks and shit. I never have to fight for a drumstick. <laughs> then, uh, uh, then uh, we started talking about football. And he started trashing the Broncos, and I was like, I was like, oh hey, by the way, I was like, um, do you know what uh, do you know what a, a Raiders fan does after uh, the Raiders win the Super Bowl? He goes what? I go oh! He turns off his Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> he thought that was hilarious. So we're talking, we're joking, we're having a good time, we're going back and forth. It's great. Then we are cracking so many fucking jokes, and I'm like, I'm like, hey man, I wrote a lot of jokes. I wrote like four pages of jokes. It's like, is there anything that's off the table? And, well, there probably
1: was. And one he thing. goes,
2: he goes. He goes, man, I don't think I can think of any positive way to spin uh, slapping that girl.
1: Well, yeah. First off, he's calling it spinning how to slap that girl. Well,
2: I mean, but he was like, I don't know how I can make that sound positive. And I don't know if you know, there's another video where he actually grabs a dude and, like, throws him off stage. (laughs) Now... I did some research, and I looked into this, and after talking to the guy, like, there was a lot of stuff that was going on around that, you know, he had, like, that was like a Mardi Gras crowd, kind of going crazy on him, and they were super aggressive, and there was a bunch of different events that had happened leading up to it. It doesn't, I don't condone what he did, obviously, but... He, it's not like he's some evil, violent monster who just like beats women. That's not that's not the case at all.
0: He,
1: it's it's got to be somewhere in the middle there because I saw that video and he laid that girl out. He was playing guitar and the girl came up from behind him with the drink kind of booty rubbing on him. And he just turns around and he, lays her out real good. He, he also- looks down and sees her. And then turns around and goes back to his little shitty solo he was doing, you know? Well,
2: he also says... He says that she was yelling stuff at him before. There was a guy up front who was yelling stuff at him. Like, uh, you know, he's playing on somebody else's guitar. He, like, was dealing with big... Like, he had all these different... You know, all these different things. All these different reasons,
1: basically. Excuses. You can call them excuses.
2: And, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Excuses. And, uh... He, uh... I don't know. So, you know, he's well, you, he you, he went to jail. Yeah. He's been paying her money. You know, he's he got sued and he's paying damages and shit like that, you know. He's doing his best to make it right, but he's like he's like uh Well,
1: but, but you, you So, US, so US, I go US I go banned, yeah. I,
2: Well, I go, I wrote some jokes. And I was like, I want to read them to you and you tell me what you think. And so the first joke was about, um, the first joke was about him throwing this kid off stage. So he brought this kid up on stage. Well, dude, this grown man. How this grown man on stage and, uh, or this dude jumped up on the stage and he had a a blunt in his hand and he, I guess wouldn't pass the blunt to Afro man. (laughs) So Abraman <laughs> grabbed him and threw him off the fucking stage. I swear to God. Oh, man. So what a peach. First, thing, first thing I asked him, I go, okay, here's joke number one. I go, so I, so I understand that you were quite the athlete growing up and uh, excelled in both football and basketball. Is that correct? And he's like, yeah. He goes, yeah, that's true. And I go, tell me something. What is your distance record for throwing white people off stage? <laughs> and he laughed. He thought it was great, right? And then I go, okay, now here's the other one. And I go, I go, so, I have to bring it up. I want to talk about the incident in, uh, in New Orleans. I said, so, So the slapping incident, was that <laughs> an act of domestic violence or just a momentary act of frustration? <laughs> and he laughed. Oh, man, he laughed. And so he, like, called up his, uh, his manager and whatnot and was like, hey, I need to find out if this is okay, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so fucked up. They... It probably won't be aired on the final episode.
1: Yeah. I liked my joke. Well, what you would sh- yours again? Well, you, you asked the band, uh, like, a- anything I should ask him. Yeah, anything I should ask Afro Man. Yeah, yeah.
2: Anything you want to ask Afro Man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and we all started spewing out a bunch of different shit, and uh, I didn't see that video. So, like, Parker put up that video, and I was like, holy shit. I said, ask him if he's a really, really strong puncher or that girl was really, really lightweight. Because she hit the deck in, like, less
2: than .2 well, seconds. Well, she was wasted, too. That's the other thing you got to keep in mind is, like, you remember when we did the show up in Breckenridge, and the people were so insanely over the top, like, running all over our equipment yeah. and slamming into us. And, it, see, we're used to that type yeah, of I environment guess so. where it's just a nonstop assault. You know, I
1: don't know. I... Personally, Personally, I also wanted you to ask him if, uh, or tell him that Palmdale's never going to come back to him. It's a place. I you did have to do go that. there.
2: I did tell that joke. I was like, by the way, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Palmdale is a place. Uh, it can't come back to you, unless, of course, you're reverting to like a Palmdale state of mind or something like that. <laughs> and then we got into this big discussion about. I was like, I was like, what would Palmdale look like if it was a beautiful woman? And he was like, <laughs> he was like, uh, I just imagine like this, this big bright. White light, like God, and I'm like, with a great set of tits. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> so, oh yeah, it was. Well, it's gonna be. It's, so that's gonna that's gonna air on uh, on the Nug Nation probably here in the next uh, next month, couple months or so. Uh, yeah, check it out, thenugnation.com. Uh, you can find interviews I did with like Nappy Roots, Scotty ATL, Sharon <laughs> Benton. It's a lot of fun. Uh, what else did you do this weekend? Uh, I had to sleep at work. Say what? I had to sleep. Well, I didn't really do much sleeping. Oh, you know what? I think I heard
1: through uh, the old wifey grapevine that yeah. that you didn't come home one night.
2: Yeah, so, okay. So, um, I keep my keys on a clip, right? And uh, at the Monkey Barrel, where I bartend, we don't have a spare set of keys. So, if you don't have your keys, you're fucked, right? Okay. Um. We had this uh, this dude, Miguel, who plays on Friday nights once in a while. He's this acoustic d- dude, does a lot of 90s and 2000s covers. Yeah, I Super nice guy. Yeah. You've met Miguel, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really great guy. Great musician. He had a, a lady... He belongs to, like, the Church of 420 or something like that. I swear to God. They've got they've got vehicles. The church? Dude, they've got branded vehicles and everything. It's oh. a weed church, man. So, he belongs to this Church of 420 or whatever, and he's got this... Um, He's got this woman with him who's playing uh, cajon while he's playing guitar. And, and I, get up, I get up and I do a couple songs with him. And I must have not liked the way my keys were hitting the chair. So I took them off and I set them down on the table back behind me. And I played some songs and I went back to work. I play guitar too? Yeah, I played guitar too. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was fun. So uh, this woman who was with him grabbed my keys you thinking, didn't find this out until the next I day? I didn't find this out till the next day. But she grabbed my keys thinking they were his and just threw them in his car. Um, I get to the end of the night. I'm closing up. I can't find my keys anywhere. I'm looking all over. And I'll be honest, I was a little baked. Like <laughs> I did. I did a dab earlier in the night. And so I thought I just got stoned and lost my keys in the trash like how (laughs) much trash did you dig through dude i dug through three bags of trash looking for my keys. three trash restaurant bar dude it was so bad and i searched oh man i searched through fucking every corner of that bar i looked in all the fridges all the coolers i looked in the toilet dude like i'm sitting there going where the fuck are my keys i know i had them because i've forgotten my keys before yeah. I've, I'm a space cadet like that. I'll fucking own it. But I had my goddamn keys, man. That's that's the funny thing is, is uh, you know, when I when I had heard that you
1: didn't come home, mm-hmm. nobody was just like, "Who do you go home with?" Or no, or or they you know, get all fucked up and end up going at some party or something. none of that everybody's just like he probably locked himself in the fucking trunk of a car or something. I know something like <laughs> that he, he saw a fucking sparkle coming out of the trash can and his legs are still dangling up in the air the next day it was
2: so dumb dude it was the most harebrained shit so here's the thing I've had to do this at jobs before yeah like I've had jobs where like the key holder didn't come back like when I was at Fat Jack's one time when I worked there I had to sleep at Fat Jack's a couple of times because someone didn't come lock up and I'm not just going to leave a place that I'm working unlocked and unattended. Yeah. If I can't lock the door, I got to stay there through the night until someone comes the next day. So I stayed at Monkey Barrel all night. I'm like trying to sleep on the bench. It's freezing out in the big room. I try to sleep in the office. Dude, there's nowhere to sleep in that office. It's warm, <laughs> but I'm basically just sitting up. So I stayed up all night. I watched um, uh, Till the Light Takes Us. That uh, documentary about um, Norwegian black metal. Have you seen that no. The Norwegian black metal documentary? It's fucked up. You should watch it. It's an awesome, awesome film. It's it's free on YouTube. But uh, I stayed up all all night doing that. Then I uh, I stayed up, worked straight through the crawfish boil at fucking at Monkey Barrel. Yeah. So like the busiest day of of the month, just rocking through that stayed all the way on until five thirty. it was a battle bro <laughs> walked walked uh, walked to my bank deposited the money then took a cab home and then Died. like had i came home and sarah's there with some friends and some kids and shit like that and we hung out but i didn't go to sleep till 10 o'clock that night
1: oh damn i called you that day see if you wanted to hang out oh dude i was uh i was fucking toasted man you were that's why I, I was like well just go home and get some rest yeah it was fucking yeah, yeah so that was dummy <laughs> how was your week tony that was fine i've been uh been uh doing a lot of electrician work you know right um not with that company anymore yeah but uh yeah i've been just, just doing little small side gigs and, and freelance is the way to go yeah yeah i agree Yeah. Uh, It also affords me time to go back home to Chicago, which I may or may not be gone from the seventeenth to the twenty-third of this
2: month, Uh, of next month, or or of April. Of April. Cool, man. By all means, go home, fucking see your people, dude.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of work out there too. It's 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 way more me, man. You know Uh, you know what I
2: you know what I love about our operation and and any of you who are in bands who are listening to this is I will tell you probably the greatest secret. To our band being around as long as it has and the 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 reason is never grow up well flexibility (laughs) flex you know what I mean flexibility instead of going you know that'll never work going okay this is what we want how do you make it work how do we make it work
1: that's what life's all about really
2: yeah how okay that's not
1: just music that's everything
2: now what needs to be done exactly you know what I mean like what needs to be done to still make it work If, if you've got multiple pathways to to doing the thing you want to do man yeah. th- there's no stopping you right and, yeah, yeah. If,
1: if you if you lean on if you have a whole house being held up by one piece of timber it can
2: come down pretty easily very good point that's yeah. a good metaphor man uh yeah so when tony originally told us that he and then was, when you
1: at the same point we're working for one company imagine that piece of wood being held up by one guy
2: yeah, yeah, and right. He, and he can just, like, go whenever he wants. No, man. Fuck that. You want a deep foundation. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, I, all the times that, like, it would have been very easy when you said you were moving back home for us to go... Well, I guess that's the end of the band. Or, well, I guess we better change our sound completely and get someone else. But what happened immediately when you told me that? I was like, well, I guess we're going to be buying a lot of plane tickets because you're not quitting the band. And
1: we still <laughs> never got a fucking, like, you know, mileage card or anything like that. No, we never did
2: yeah. any of that shit. We really should. But we still, should. we God, did a get idiot. a lot of mileage in our careers, didn't we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I fucking flew back and forth a whole hell of
2: a lot. Yeah. Dude, it was one of the best things that happened for our band for you to go back. Yeah. You know, and it's now like, I like and it. now this, your brother's doing the same thing. I talked to your brother today. He's doing the same thing for the Staggers that we did when you went back. You yeah. know what I mean? It's already a template, I guess, right? Yeah. He's like all about diving in and, you know. It's a little harder because me and Laura are out here. Right.
1: And you need Laura out in the Staggers more than me, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, I always thought that it would, it would, if I had to move away, it would be easier for you guys as a complete band to jam together. You know what I mean? Like the singer is something that can be a more, a little bit more, I don't know, modular.
1: But you, (laughs) you, all right. So before you left in this theoretical. This theoretical scenario, this hypothetical scenario, you would have to set up all the practice for, <laughs> practices for us, probably prepaid. <laughs> and then, I don't know, cross your fingers that we all got together and That's kept writing true. songs. That's you're, true. You're,
2: you're you're a big part of it. You're if I wasn't such a fucking pain in the ass, like no, I wasn't say such pain a in the ass, driven. Pain, no, definitely pain in the ass, driven, but also a pain in the ass, a pushy pain in the ass. Uh... I, yeah, no, you're right. You, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be there. Uh, Let's see, what else do we have here for the top of the show? Top Uh, of the show? Oh, Skyrim versus Fallout? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, whatever. Tony, Tony, just real quick. Tony has been, has been dorking out. He was telling me earlier he, uh, he has Fallout 4 and... I trade. I, I traded
1: Nini my South Park game for Fat Body's Skyrim game and and
2: Fallout Four. No, i i those are my copies. Because you know those are the two like most relationship endingest games <laughs> of all time. I would say Call of Duty personally. That thing's
1: like crack for me. I have to get it out of the house. I, you see that I don't have Call of Duty because I sold the last. Really, yeah. you're a Call of Duty dude. Well, it's just uh, when you play online, you know, yeah. it's like little spurts. It's just like crack. You know, it's like one, one more, one more but yeah. th- this th- like uh, Fallout Fallout I really liked you know it's, it's a good storyline it's all post-apocalyptic and uh, what I liked best about it is that you're a human and you wake up in the future right. and you find a gun and you get things to make a bigger gun out of your gun and fucking something's bad that's attacking you you shoot it it dies mm-hmm. Skyrim has a bunch of like potions and magic and 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 use the shout spell and you are dragonborn it's like i don't understand what the fuck they're talking about at all like like i i can't even come close to understanding what comes next it's like so what do orcs do like that what's what's their motive like but you know when you have just like fallout you wake up in this frozen crypt and you see your baby get yanked from the mother's arms and the mother gets shot in the head Right. And your whole thing is trying to find that kid.
2: So Fallout... That makes sense. That makes sense to me. I played the previous Fallout. And um, like Fallout 3, I think, was the last one I played. And I used to play Morrowind. And I love both of those games, man. They both hook me in. But it's definitely in the Fallout franchise, it's more like one primary storyline. And it's a more finite universe. Whereas any Elder Scrolls game is this like oh, infinite expansive it's so fucking
1: universe up. every little place you go into they have like because you check everything that you know you can take things or whatever in the game there's a lot of books around and you can you can you know put it, put your target thing on, on the book and then you can read that book and the books are long each mm. one of these things and there'll be a library that you can do that to each fucking book. And it's like, who the fuck is going to read this? Like, in my head, in, or in Fallout, like, if the book is glowing, that means you have to read it, because there's, like, a password or there's something in there to right. advance to the next part of the game. Right. And this thing is just like, you want to hear the tale of the thieves? You know? It's like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude, I dude. I don't fucking I don't give, give
0: a in, shit In those about
1: games, it.
2: when you read certain books, you, you get certain it, skills you love and abilities. It. Oh, dude, I used to play this shit out of Moral. And, it.
1: it's, and it's Fat Body's game, and uh, Nini, we <laughs> were at her house, or her and Fat Body's house, and... She's like, she's like, oh, here's that Skyrim game. She's like, do you need the book with it? And I was like, books don't come with video games. And she, <laughs> she pulls out this fucking, you know, walkthrough strategy book that's like the, like the fucking yellow pages, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just like, what the fuck do you need this for? You know? It's like the yellow she's, pages. She's like, I don't know. This is like Fat Body has it open next to him when he plays the game. And I was like, no, if it's a video game, like it should be able to explain to me what to do next. Oh, and dude. I'm, I've been playing it for, I played it for maybe a couple hours or whatever, you know? and It's just like, yeah. I don't understand anything about it except for hit, <laughs> hit. There was a dragon, and I hit that thing with a big fucking hammer I had. Right, right. And that's that's all I know about it. But yeah, Skyrim, Skyrim is kind of bullshit.
2: Yeah, I if I had either of those games, I would probably end up with my stuff out on the front wall. <laughs> like, and our band would break up. I because li- I loved, like I said, I loved Morrowind. I loved Fallout Three. They're great games, man. They're
1: I like so- I like single single player good storylines yeah yeah good cutscenes and everything like Mm. that but it's not just it's not that game it's just that style of storytelling that's that universe right uh where that shit takes place and it's like right cut the fuck out right you know (laughs) i just i just really don't get it i didn't like the hobbit i didn't like fucking lord of the rings i didn't like lord of the rings i don't like any of that i'm like
2: fuck lord of the rings fuck the
1: the hobbit yeah fuck the hobbit
2: (laughs) <laughs> Indeed, fuck the Hobbit, man. A little like he's he's supposed to be two feet tall. Fuck or, the or... Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Fuck Harry Potter. I,
1: fuck. I only saw a half a, half a movie of Harry Potter. And, really? Uh, yeah, the the first one was. Dude, those movies are great. When he's when he's a little kid. Well, it was it was a really superficial reason why I just stopped watching it. But he's uh, Harry Potter is like this little kid. I'm sure you know all about it. But, he, you know, he, it's the first one. So he's a little kid, and they're, like, shopping for all the stuff he needs for this, like, magic right. school he's at. Hogwarts. What the fuck ever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's like, you got everything on your list, Harry? And he goes, oh, just one more thing. He goes, what's that? He goes, a wand. And he's talking about a magic wand. But he said, a wand. And I was like, off. I fucking turned that shit off. I was just like... <laughs> You're like, you're overdoing it, you little fucking just asshole. Just the way he yeah, said Just wand, the way he, he said wand. A wand. A wand.
2: And I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> Back to the history channel. Or history documentary. You hear that folks, Tony don't want no part in your in your goddamn fantasy nonsense. Magic is bullshit. Tony's no, not up. I really
1: like the, the card game Magic: The Gathering. Which you is do, whole, all
2: <laughs> dude? That's like a hundred times nerdier I than know. all <laughs> those movies combined. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, fuck. Uh, should we get into some news? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, let's get into some news. I like the single player action of it.
1: Oh, I was trying to catch you, still talking about video
2: games oh, video, on yeah, this yeah. segment. I almost got you. Okay, okay so
0: boop a doop, 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 doop a doop, doop It's news
2: time. All right. So. Number one piece of news, like, at the top of our news stories tonight, oh, yeah. um, we dropped the first video in our uh, Evergroove Live uh, motherfucking Monday series.
1: Yeah, we've been talking about that since the launch of this podcast. Dude,
2: so fucking, so. Which the, means
1: ten weeks later, it came out.
2: Yeah, well, no, I you No, know, I think, I think we were, we were up there f- filming and recording it, like, maybe no, yeah, maybe almost... Like right, right around the like same time. Like, eight weeks ago. Um, but anyway, it's out now. Yeah, it's out now.
1: I saw the first one.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, fucking, so... Oh, all right, so if you're just... Joining us on the podcast, like if you're new to it, we've been working on this series of uh, live performances from up in Evergroove studio. Uh, and uh, Evergroove has been doing a bunch of live streaming stuff for a while. We decided to just go up there and fil- uh, uh, film and record a shitload of live stuff to, be, uh, to release as a video series. Um, yeah, the first one we put on is... Uh... Making a Killing. Making a Killing. Making a Killing, You Only Live Forever. Um, Which are the soundtrack for chapter two. Which Josh is going to have done by... Josh? Okay. So I went and I paid Josh. I gave him the money and I was like, do you think it would be reasonable for you to have this done by May 1st? Oh, please. And he said, said, I'm 98% sure I can have that done by May 1st. So, Josh Finley... So okay, I can has a a set deadline for finishing the uh the second chapter of the Front Lines of Good Times. Um, so we'll probably have that artwork in our hand first week of May. Yep. And then it's just a matter of doing the voiceovers and and putting all the pieces together. Yeah. So we're probably gonna spend this I'm next excited. month and all that. I'm excited too, yeah. man. Um, we That's will great. be able to we will be able to do these uh, a lot more often as you know we get the wheels rolling, but for the time being, we're doing this on a shoestring, thanks to our friends on uh, Patreon uh, who have been fucking helping us out with that, and uh, of course all the people involved in our team who volunteered their time and done this on a contingency because they really believe in the project. Uh, it's really exciting, man. Like this thing is—it's like push starting a car, though. You know, like yeah. you got to lean into it for that first few steps, and and then as soon as you get that momentum going, it really takes off. An uphill street.
1: With a not moving car. Oh, in In oncoming traffic. In oncoming traffic, in the snow without shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, While the car is perpetually in reverse. So,
2: hey, help us get a pair of shoes. Help us get a pair of shoes. Go to patreon.com slash to help us get a pair of shoes for... uh, for pushing this thing That's uphill it, it's it's super exciting and uh, yeah. the news story's great i think i think we're the probably story's gonna, coming along pretty damn well have you read all the chapters up to chapter eight so far i think or i, I haven't to, finished chapter I eight say, i yet. thought i read, read up to six so, maybe seven so so without giving away any spoilers what do you think
1: it's pretty awesome. It's it's, finally, it's it's coming together like... You know, that that first one lingered on for so long. And I was like, what else are we doing with this? I know me and you have talked about the storyline and everything, but mm-hmm. now now the story's coming together, you know? It's, it's right. like... Uh, I don't know. It's like the, the first chapter was the opening scene of a movie, and it's like, right. I don't get it. And now, now it's... That's the whole thing. Right, is it's right. supposed to be like that. Right.
2: And, um, and uh, yeah. It's so, good, though. So, uh, I expect... Who I expect we'll have uh, we'll have the whole thing um, rough drafts written by uh, the end of uh, by the end of the song or actually by the end of 2018 I should have uh, the rough drafts done. Man, we got carried away talking yeah. a whole shitload. Yeah, we better uh, um, start thanking some people. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's do that. Get down to some. Fuck. <laughs> I know. All right uh we want to give a shout out to to everyone who helps us oh, make well, yeah not everyone who makes this possible but uh some of our key sponsors who make this possible first of all first and foremost jerry matula matula, matula! plumbing yeah shit rolls downhill don't be at the bottom uh in dis plains illinois uh y- your answer for all your plumbing needs uh after uh jerry matula uh oh yeah rocket space rehearsal studios we're we're going to go in and do the testing of equipment to see how it sounds recording over there, and we may start doing the podcast from right there in the studio. Yeah. So, uh, best rehearsal spots in town. Kate, who runs the place, is amazing. Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios on uh, 27th and Larimer. Check also them out. Also, to Evergroove Studios, yeah, led
1: by Brad Spalling, where we're doing all of our recording and all of, a lot of our
2: releasing up there. That is correct. The, they're responsible. Um, Oh, especially shout out to Ethan Klein who did the the video and helped me troubleshoot um, some of the video issues. It, YouTube changed some of their fucking format and like you're only allowed to put annotations at the last 20 seconds of your videos now. So basically everything we had done in the recording process got fucked up. And he's been uh, he's been kind of walking us through that. So thank you to Evergroove. Thank you to Ethan Klein. Um, This podcast appears courtesy of Mutiny Transmissions, uh, which is a division of the empire of Mutiny Information Cafe here in Denver. Best coffee, best comics, best records, best fucking people. Best fill in the blank. Best best events, uh, just best educational stuff. It's, man, it is truly an amazing place. You have to see it in person to believe it. Or go to their website, mutinyinfocafe.com. And uh, especially, huge shout out to uh, a, a few dozen people who really make all of this possible. And that is our subscribers on uh, Patreon.com slash MFRuckus. Our patrons get access to all sorts of exclusive content. They're actually getting the, uh, the alternate takes of all the yeah. stuff from, uh, that, that we're putting on YouTube um yeah sorry about that (laughs) sorry about those Uh, yeah they get they get access to all sorts of bonus material and exclusive content uh tickets to shows like in pizza and beer parties all in exchange for a recurrent contribution to our uh to our serialized graphic novel and uh album uh, concept album series the front line's a good time so thank you so much guys for helping us make that happen we appreciate ya well, it's commentary time. It is commentary time. Let's we, do the
1: commentary. But we ran out of songs from the uh, Dirty Half Dozen record. Yeah.
2: So are the only the only two uh, official MF Ruckus albums um, that we have, we've already gone through. So everything from here on out is going to be like deep into our catalog or obscure unless, in our unless catalog. Unless somebody
1: asks us to do another song.
2: Yeah. Any any requests that you guys have that maybe uh, you missed. Uh, uh, an episode uh, that we ha- did back when we had the SoundCloud episodes go you know send us your requests definitely post them yeah, in Yeah it was the just comments. you doing them uh, uh, yeah cuz I was yeah.
1: st- I was still in Chicago
2: Yeah so I went I went through the entire Thieves of Thunder I really album. wish I would have been here for that Yeah no, it, we'll revisit a bunch of that stuff
1: but uh, so yeah. So, which one are we gonna do next? And I have the idea. I would like for you to explain your process of writing the Fonz song. I will definitely and, explain and the Fons. The fond song is a song you came up with based on uh, our Patreon campaign. Right. Uh, Fonz contributed uh, and got the song written about him, and you wrote this song entirely by yourself. Okay. Yeah, I did. You so,
2: did. so okay. I'm gonna and try. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try and tell this story as 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 quickly as I can, telling all the, the, the high points. So basically, on a tour several years ago, um, we had the fortune of making a, a great friendship with this uh, dude Fonz that we know out in Houston, Texas. Um, I won't go into the whole story, but it's a very beautiful, very great story. I'll, I'll, I'll tell it on another episode sometime. But uh, basically, Fonz has become a very good friend. He comes and visits us out here. We really need to go visit him out in Houston. It's he, been a uh, long time. He, he came out to your wedding in Chicago. Like, oh, yeah. He, he goes to all sorts of shit. He's, he's our fucking dude. So, uh, Fonz uh, was one of the early people to jump on our Patreon campaign. And people at a certain level um, get a song written about him. And one of the first songs that we did for that project was this song that I wrote about Fons. Um I did it all on GarageBand Mobile with my acoustic guitar and fucking removable pickup and then whatever programmed stuff they had on there. And really what I was trying to do is create kind of like a, an 80s montage, like epic <laughs> hero ballad type of thing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. And... The one piece of information I had to go on was, Parker had this idea of like, going, 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 gone, he's Fonz. And I had this idea of Fonz is the bomb. So uh, let's listen to the song and I'll point out some of the. (laughs) So all I did on this guitar thing is I set it up with with an uh, echo delay. This is on your acoustic, isn't it? Yeah, this is on my acoustic, so I just did like an echo delay, and really I was just going dun 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 with the guitar. I couldn't
1: believe you wrote this whole thing by yourself. But I was wondering about the instrumentation most
2: Yeah, so that's all my acoustic guitar, and then it's the doubled-up vocal.
1: What about this right here?
2: that that's that, so that, that, that um that's uh that's one of the guitar plugins that they have so it's basically just a like a tap guitar and
0: uh oh, fucking yeah dude i don't play fucking guitar dude. what do you want from me i don't know what you it weren't available that day it,
1: was well. it sounds
2: really good What's the thing that i like about um garage band <laughs> is that it like it allows you to be able to like at least demonstrate an idea to somebody, you know what I mean? But this turned out really good. Let me hear
1: this a little bit. The montage part.
2: We put it all night until the brick of dawn. We go away. Go away. Go away. Go away.
0: Go away.
1: It's like the music for somebody. Don't like <laughs> a mastodon,
0: ready to spawn. Oh yeah, that's you where I was going for it. Get it, dude? Like, oh, dude, <laughs> this next verse,
2: this next verse. Oh my god, dude, I totally burned. Ver- okay, I'll tell you it again. All right, never mind. I'll tell you it again. I wrote this verse with Bonds, and I'm going to tell you the story of writing this song once we get to the end.
1: So this picture of him carrying a big log on his shoulders, up a mountain, and then like he puts it down, <laughs> like cracks open a beer, and there's a grill with a bunch of stuff on it, you know? It's like, yes.
2: That's totally what I was going for. I was reading these lyrics to my dad while I was writing them and he was fucking crying. (laughs) This box is the bomb Too have to handle better. Get your own tongues. Oh, and and then the lead guitar comes in too. How the
0: fuck did he do all this? That
2: that was on a plug-in too. Like, you could do bends on it and shit. It's just a synthesizer, you know what I mean? It's, It's just pretty incredible. Well,
1: don't need me no more.
2: So, okay. Now, if you'll remember, this song was written on the day of your bachelor party. Oh, was it? Or it started... Yeah, it started that weekend. Oh. So that weekend, we had your bachelor party. All right. So I wrote the first verse, like... I thought you had this already written. No. We're driving up there. The the plan, the plan... Well, I had written some of it at, at home. And then I finished the first oh, verse. Oh, you know, this part's a little new, that ending. Maybe I've never heard it all the way through. You've never heard? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So. Okay. So. Okay, so we got cut off. But, so basically, oh, yeah. the day of your bachelor party, I finished the first verse, right? Then we played it for fawns in the van on our way up to the mountains to go party for your bachelor party. Then we all did mushrooms and had like the most fun a lot we've of had in a long yeah. time Right? You guys had fun. Well, oh, I had fun too. You had fun too, but not as much fun as your as your buddies. Oh yeah. my God, we had so much fun. Everybody's cracked. Oh man, oh, we I were cracking it up. so
1: much. Like like I said, I mean, I feel like like mushrooms broke up with me. Yeah. Like like we had such a good relationship when I was younger, and we just loved each
2: other so damn much. It's because Tony, you're super serious grown up Tony now. Oh, that sucks. Like. Dude, watching you change over the last few years, you've become such a grown-up man. But my, yeah. In a, in a, in the best way possible. Oh. But so mushrooms are no longer part of the program. You know yeah, what I mean? It
1: sucks. They 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 have to be. They, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, at some point, I have to be able to do them. Maybe, again. maybe it was. I keep just... trying it again and again because it's like they were so much fun. But dude, okay, maybe... you know what? It's not gonna be like that again. And then like, it's, and it's like every I don't know five every years. Every time it happens like that. Well, now at every time for the last. I don't know, a good handful of times, and it's been like, you know, it's like every few years that I'll try it. It's
2: fucking just a terrible idea. So, okay. So, as you know... Okay,
1: you can take this. Uh- and I'll
2: grab my guitar. Okay, we're getting out of the van real quick. We're going to keep this going, though. Keep it going! Let's keep it going! This is good stuff! This is good stuff. We don't want to lose this. Okay. I gotta get my guitar. Okay. Okay, so... What happened was, see what happened was, um, we were, uh, we went up, we partied, we did the mushrooms, we had a great time. The next morning as the sun was coming up, me and Fawns were staying up, talking in the kitchen and hanging out and getting to know each other. It was this fucking great, great experience, right? But then, we're standing there on the porch watching the sun come up, and Fawns and I wrote the second verse together. So... I'm standing there and I go and now here we're standing overseeing the land and contemplating our adventures. That's exactly what we were doing. We were standing on the porch looking out over like surveying the scene the land around us and contemplating all the like fun stuff we had done together but Fonz thought I said overseeing the land so it's also like we're watching a UFO land in oh. the field out in front. Oh of
1: man, you talk about the landed.
2: Yeah, overseeing the landed. Like that's what he thought. So yeah, so Fawn's <laughs> actually helped us
1: write the end of that song. It was, dude. The, the whole time I'm trying to sleep, having bad
2: dreams. Oh, you poor guy. <laughs> I know, dude. But, but that song is probably, and I say this in all seriousness, that is my favorite song that I ever wrote. Yeah. I love that song. Oh, I bet you're just
1: thrilled that I keep trying to get the band to play it then. Dude, I I love that song. It's a really song. good
2: one. It's a fun one. It, hey, anyway. Ty's here. hey, Ty is here. Cool. Family, music, being on time. <laughs> Those are the three most important things in Tony's life. Um, speaking of being on time, uh, actually, this has nothing to do with being on time. It's oh, just the time. It's just the time. Um, one of the things that you're working on right now... Oh, with Brent. Yeah, with Brent
1: Loveday. Well, tell I'm, him, go, tell I'm, him. Go, I'm going to be working on it with him pretty soon. And actually, I started working on it with him, fuck, maybe three years ago. He's what, talking what, about Brent Loveday when I, from Reno Divorce. Right when I moved with. from Denver to Chicago. was when, like, just before that and a little bit after that.
2: So you toured with the Dirty Dollars, right? You didn't ever tour with... Uh, not Reno Divorce. With not Reno Divorce. But with, with uh, Brent Loveday and the Dirty Dollars, you played guitar with them at... Uh, Sturgis and a few other dates, didn't you? Yeah, I think the Dirty Dollar's name came right around that time too.
1: Really, cuz I or yeah, cuz I, I remember he wanted to call the band Toe Tag and at Sturgis he had this plaque, this wooden burn plaque that he had Toe Tag etched into it. And I'm not sure if it was a nickname he was giving away or like he was naming the band that, but now I th- I, th- I think it's just Brent Love Day now. It right. might be the, it might be the Dirty Dollar still. I'm not sure. I haven't I so this all came up because me and you were driving around the other day and we saw Brent on the, you were with us, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So we, we saw him on the way, way out, out of town. Yeah, so. Oh, shit. so, uh
2: yeah. By the way, Brent Loveday, great fucking songwriter. Great fucking songwriter. And he does, he does get compared to uh, Mike Ness a lot and like Social Distortion. Yeah, but, but it's I, not. I And I say this in, in all sincerity, if Mike Ness was smart, he would hire Brent Loveday to write songs for him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because there you Brent go. is such a good fucking songwriter, he really um, is. And uh, and I love everything that he's done. I love Reno Divorce, love the Dirty Dollars. Super sweet guy. Been buddies for uh, for quite some time now. So and, yeah, uh, when, I, when I lived when I lived here the
1: first time, um, he had taken me on to play lead guitar for his solo stuff. You know, Brent loved to the Dirty Dollars, and uh, it went it went pretty good. You know, like. He uh, he would just be like, "Hey Tone, come on over and record, lay down some of that magic, man." Mm-hmm. And I come over and just lay down what, whatever I came up with that day, and he just loved it. You know, it was like, "Oh cool, this is gonna work out." You know, right. and I like the songs that he wrote and the, 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 more than my own band. His songs will get stuck in my head if I play a, if I play a gig with him or like practice with them. It's like I can't get them out of my head. Dude, he writes some really catchy, They're songs. really catchy yeah. songs. So I'm just like, man. And mostly, I just play lead guitar melody over. You know, like I play, basically I try to like kind of mimic
2: what he sings for the solos. You know, right. I I kind of like that style anyway. So what song did you? Okay, well, keeping in mind that after recording this, I'm going to go online and try to get the specific song you're looking for. Well, I can give you a few songs too. Yeah. But the the song the song I'm thinking of is Cemetery.
1: I don't know if it's called the Cemetery song or it's just called Cemetery. But, cool. uh,
2: if but we listened to that before we left. It's a really cool song.
1: Yeah, so I uh, I was recording the out, working on his solo album before I left, and we were driving to Junction, and I s- saw him, and so like we bl- we locked eyes and like kind of turning our heads at the same time, like was that and was that and kissed, and uh, I gave him a call like two blocks later. He's like, "Fucking Tony Lee, was you. that you?" And, then, <laughs> and <laughs> Hell yeah. And then uh, kind of caught up for a little bit, and he goes, "Hey man, that record's about to be put out, but a lot of shit's getting reworked." why don't you come back and uh and rework that shit and we'll start playing that's no cool problem. man so yeah like so Tony's think, gonna be a week, working a week from, from today or something. for a
2: bit it's great man not, a, not on Mondays of course see you're you're finding all sorts of fucking gigs man so okay so hopefully this is the cemetery song but this is definitely a song by Brent Loveday uh yeah. and the Dirty Dollars here on the motherfucking podcast
0: play along, I promise not to tell And do thick and thin, good and bad, right or wrong Ain't no one so strong as the blow down this home. We'll be so happy, you and me, next to the cemetery Cause than someone is so frightening Like voices in the night so bring on the thunder and lightning. It can only ease the flight. You never know it just might. So let's move into that house next to the cemetery. With the two broken windows and the big cypress tree. We'll listen to the ghost dance until dawn. Around people Flamingo. Those that we put on the lawn. Henry haunted castle needs a king and queen. Every night we'll pretend it's just like Halloween. We'll be so happy with me next to the cemetery. Oh, yeah, we'll be so happy next to the cemetery. by yeah. like baby leash or something right now. <laughs> and yeah,
1: the microphones are your problem now,
2: boys. How's it going, dudes? I don't like it. I'm going to get a beer uh, and shot. <laughs> you know, like, OK, it's beer and shot time. Uh, I, I feel like I'm going to say something incriminating on accident, like forget this is here Oh, I remember that time I ran over that kid? <laughs> remember that time we all practiced stuffing our balls inside each
0: other
2: <laughs> on that camping trip just to see if it would work? It did. <laughs> hey, uh, so this more is. Often than I'd like to. Admit. What what's going on? This is, this has been a great episode of the motherfucking podcast. Just figured we'd jump in real quick and say hi to uh, Logan and Ty I'm sitting here at the larimer Lounge. Getting Hello. Practice check. Getting up. Hello. What are you guys up to? What are you doing? <laughs> Do you use
0: the uh, no, I'm we not just got some shots bought for us. Nice. Ooh, aren't uh, you fancy? Uh,
2: I was just talking about how I got my world rocked last night at work. Just, By who? What's just, his name? Uh Granny Tony. Tony. <laughs> oh did Granny Tony play last no, night? No, that was on Saturday. Uh, what happened last night? I uh, it was just super busy. Bloody Marys and Gummy Bear Shots. Ew. Yeah. times. <laughs> this gross. Well, we're going to let these guys enjoy their beers, and we're going to enjoy some beers of our own. So, hey, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, hey, and come to a show, God damn it, would you? Uh, this is Aaron and Tony and Ty and Logan saying, uh, Signing, off. Signing off. Signing off. Love you. Bye. Hey, guys, just wanted to say thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. You may have noticed the uh, production quality was not as crisp and seamless as it is in previous episodes. That's due to the fact that uh, we produced this episode and edited it on our own this week due to the fact that our uh, producer, Gene Skippins, had to take the week off. His fiance, Allison, and he had a death in the family, um, and so they're, uh, he's taking a week off. Um, we just wanted to give a shout-out to them real quick, let them know we're sorry for their loss, and we sending lots of love their way. And so you've heard us do one for the homies. This week we're going to do one for the Clarks. So this one goes out to John and Allison. We love you guys very much.
0: Mutiny Transmissions is a media service that provides podcasts, video, and live shows recorded inside and outside of Mutiny Information Cafe, located at 2 South Broadway in Denver, Colorado.